0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified host. Lucky Luciano bringing you Heat Delivered Direct from the Street today.
1: On my right is Chuan Bowen, American Indian,
2: Elegant Barbarian, Southern Californian, and Sound Man on my left, as always, <laughs> Sean Lewis. Certified audio professional and engineer for the show.
0: Indeed, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. It's happening, guys. Talk to me. All
1: right, so this is the game plan. So,
0: I like a good game plan.
1: Listen, real real men have game plans. There it is. There. Um, we went we went back and we re-listened to the last show that we did, which is Welcome to the World of Steve. Right. Well, welcome to um, the the realm of the, of lucky Luciano. Yes. And that was like about introducing you because we had such a fantastic uh reaction to our first two shows that was like, dude, what do we we haven't even taken the time yet to really display all the goods, like open up Steve Luciano and show the world the greatest, greatest show on earth, which is Steve Luciano. So we were doing that, and that turned into a long-ass show. Do you remember that show? Absolutely. All right. Okay. And we started out with a bunch of shit. Then I got hooked up on on the shoe program. You were in the isolation, and I wanted to hear every fucking detail. Yes, you did. Yeah. And uh, so as a result, that show was like three and a half hours long.
0: Wow. Was it that long? I had no idea.
1: Yeah. It was three and a half hours long, and... um, and then remember, do you remember what Sean said in his text about the show? Did you was that on the group text, Sean?
2: Or uh, what? Because I don't know what you're referring to.
1: Steve, Steve was like somebody asked you a question. Like you said, it was like an editing nightmare. Yeah. Remember that? Did you see that text, Steve? Uh. Uh-uh. What did I you say? I think you Sean?
2: you texted me, right?
1: Yeah. What happened? What it, what, what was that about?
2: There's just, uh, there's some parts that are out of place that were asked to be moved into the front. And then there's also like some, uh, Steve goes to the bathroom a couple times. Yeah. So there's like some, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to happen. Uh, so there's some like stop, start stuff that doesn't like, if we, if we cut that out and like paste it back together, it's kind of got, it has like this, this weird time warp, Situation where Like the The two edges Don't If we cut that out It doesn't meet up Like It doesn't feel natural I brought my decatheter today So You did? going to the bathroom A little little (laughs) bedpan Hey That's good Because we're gonna put
1: that up On the website And sell it Like like, it's gonna be full It's gonna be like (laughs) Get some fucking Steve Luciano juice If you wanna fucking there's probably there's probably enough pre-workout in some that
2: testosterone to get
0: somebody else going. Uh, right? Exactly. Dude. <laughs> An you're, army.
1: You're going to be, be able to push that weight. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, yes. And, and dude, on that show, also, we learned some crazy facts. I mean, one of the yeah. things that blew my mind that like I have known you, Steve, I, the fact that for about eight months, you were raised by black people in Compton. Yeah. That was amazing to it me. It
0: was uh, South Central, not Compton.
1: South, South Central. Central. I was like, <clears throat> man. I yeah, didn't... over
0: by Imperial and Avalon. I went back over there years later. Did you? Yeah, because I remember the She used to send us. Uh, she would send us with uh, a little bit of money to the. Liquor store at the corner. Yeah, you know, and uh, get what? And get candy. We go. What's, go your get candy, some candy. Dude? What's your candy, uh, Back then, uh, I liked. Uh, remember that they used to have the fire sticks. And oh, the, apple, the sour apple. Oh, and the watermelon. The Jolly Ranchers. Jolly ranch ranch fi- sticks. Fire, fire sticks.
1: sticks. God, bro, dude. So it uh, was, what was like, was like a, your, what and was yours?
0: snowballs. I like snowballs. snowballs. Hosted oh, snowballs. Never had a snowballs,
1: snowball. man. That's dangerous. What was yours? My thing was. Um, fire sticks and that's the cinnamon it's like cinnamon flavored Jolly Rancher but it's a stick it's a long Uh, stick oh yeah yeah I was all about trying to burn the mouth man really hot tamales I would fucking eat the hot tam, and I would like put a gob in my (laughs) mouth that's crazy to try to like burn my mouth or the fire sticks or the cinnamon jolly. or do do you guys remember maybe you don't do you guys remember cinnamon toothpicks Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. Mm. Do you remember those are that? I still have those do they have them yeah, of course yeah dude that used to be like money at my elementary you would you you used
0: those to, to stop people use those to stop smoking
1: get the fuck mm. out yeah. of here I used to fucking bring dude I would have those like I would get them and they would come in that little package with the red stripes on them yeah Dude, at school, it was like I was walking around with fucking grams of coke. Kids would hey. be running up, fiending, shit. We gotta
0: find some for them. you yeah. gotta I, get back on that program. I
1: love that. <laughs> so anyway, we went, through, we went through the whole thing, and uh, there's so many great moments in it, but it's super long. And uh, and then we were going over like what we wanted to do in terms of the next show, because the Tate and Jamie show, Mm-hmm. right which that thing is already at 177 downloads now or something like that that's great maybe it's more than 1077 or what well is it's it we're at s- we're at six thousand and some, some crazy number i can't remember yeah but the point is 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 that it's 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 um uh so we're like okay so when, so when do we drop steve so going back and looking at it dude um we think that, like, your story about how you started out as a chubby sissy, mm-hmm. right? And then you became basically like the most <clears throat> gangster motherfucker in LA with a reputation for being the most gangster motherfucker. The kind of thing where when you when you're, were, we're working on a documentary together, West Los, mm-hmm. which is about West Side lowriding, right?
0: Chicano culture. Chicano
1: culture, yeah. no gentrification, right. fuck all that bullshit. <clears throat> and you went where did you go where you where did you go you went to well, on, on location been a few going.
0: places we've been in in, in where the was heart that? of culver city and been into the heart of venice um where was that
1: garage where you i went? was in
0: venice i was in venice
1: what was that place
0: uh it was uh it was a spot in venice that uh an old family from venice have lived in and uh you know it was a you know, we went there to film. There was uh, who are a who you few generations of, uh, of dudes from Venetian car club and um, a, a bunch of homies from Venice were all there. A car club, you know?
1: like a, a, low-ride a low-rider low-rider low Lowrider
0: car club. Yeah, a classic car club awesome. called Venetians.
1: The Venetians. I like that. And then so you're there, right, just doing your thing and you're producing the documentary and you're getting... Charlie Chacon, the director, set up right. You're getting sight the cinematographer set up right. Yes. And then you run into a couple people there.
0: Yeah, I run into some old people from um, from the old days from the streets. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did you guys uh,
1: swap old stories or?
0: Uh yeah, we swapped some old stories. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, you know, up? there were, there was uh, um, you know, there a long time ago there, you know. You know the neighborhoods in that area. Uh, still are going at it with each other, Mm -hmm. Hmm. sadly to say. And um, and I I completely understand it. And listen, I'm not one of these guys that's going to get up and try and, um, you know, stand up on a corner and bring people together and you know that's not my thing i'm not going to preach to, to you're not going
1: to go down there and proselytize and try no man
0: it's like you know um what i am going to do is i am going to take uh responsibility for my own life and what what i choose to do yeah and i'm a little bit older now and, and yeah you know there were some dudes around my age and uh back in the day we we did not get along and um
1: so when you don't get along and you're from the neighborhood what do you do you guys go to mediation and talk it out
0: it's usually a shootout <laughs> be a fight if there's no weapons around but it's
1: uh yeah you, you don't you you settle
0: things other ways and
1: um settlement by gun so then did you when you saw these these dudes did you guys have any history or yeah
0: there was a there was a one one guy in particular yeah we pulled me aside and And it was it was uh it was a trip, uh because was there um, tension? There could have been tension, but the whole way it was approached, I was coming at this thing like a professional to do this documentary. Right. And I was really received that way. So uh one of the gentlemen pulled me aside and was like, uh, hey man, you're so and so and so and I'm like, Yeah. He goes, Oh yeah. Remember some things transpired about twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was you. Yeah, I go. Yeah, he goes. Oh, man, it's good that we're both here today, you know, and that we're doing something different. And if you can't read between the lines, you guys, I don't know what to tell you, but (laughs) it it was interesting. It was interesting. Shaking hands and giving hug to a brother that uh, that's from the west side, from the area that I'm from. And that um, 20 years ago, there was real tension, you know, not not this bullshit. I don't like you. You don't like me like there was. There was some shit there, you know?
1: Life yeah. and death and, Yeah,
0: and, uh, and we were able to to come to a common ground, you know? That's and, crazy. Uh, years later. Years later.
1: So do you see, like, I'm going to, from here on out, I'm just committed to this, but I'm just going to be like, so you see, like, when I say that Steve Lucky Luciano knows everybody, I, you can't go anywhere in Los Angeles. I experienced this yesterday, by the way, when we were on the set, because I'm producing the documentary along with you. And we were on the set, and I mean, dude, you don't go anywhere in Los Angeles without somebody. you just be on the street, and somebody will come and say, "And know Steve," and <laughs> and be, with a smile, even if 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 in the early days some <laughs> violent things might have gone down at a different decade. <laughs> Decades later, if you're both still standing and you're both still alive, it'll be hugs. It'll be hugs, right? Absolutely, be, it's absolutely.
0: It, it, it's uh. <laughs> You know, again, yesterday there was uh, there was. You know, you're bringing a lot of different people together, and 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 listen, it may not be me that has the direct tension with somebody. It may be somebody else I'm working with, or another dude that is. You know, he's having hey he's having to sit across from somebody else from an enemy neighborhood, and maybe those two have got some tension and yesterday there were some things going on there was there? that yeah and there and
1: Should i was I, what was i doing i was sitting I there looking know, you at were the... doing your job
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i didn't see any <laughs> of that
0: what was and it and it just you know some people needed to go aside and and, have, and talk it out and and get on the same page and and these are just part of part of sometimes some of the politics listen man you know this documentary is a great great it's a great piece, and that's why I, I chose to get involved, and I know that's why my partner, Chumon, chose to get involved, because yeah. it's just a great story to tell and needs to be told. Within that and underneath that, you know, um, with all due respect, man, these areas have, have gone at it for a long time, the neighborhoods. It's part of the culture. Well, we're filming and, the documentary. Uh, well, and, a lo- and a lot of, listen, man, a lot. there's a lot of mothers out there that lost their children behind this. There's a lot of fathers that lost it. There's a lot of kids that lost their fathers. There's a lot of young people, old people, whatever, that lost their lives, man, or were dramatically changed through the gang violence, through the West Side, man. So as you bring this together, it's not like, hey, man, you know, <clears throat> that guy stole something from me. We had a fist fight in junior high. This, That's not what we're talking about. Um, these are deep-rooted and... And you know, you like I said, with all due respect, you know, a lot of these people have a lot of good reason to not want to sit down, you know. And I'm not going to force anybody. Does that make you worried about the upcoming uh, rally or demonstration? I don't worry. I don't worry about anything. I'm not worried about anything.
2: But once those people converge in, into one place,
1: okay. What Sean's talking about no,
2: is no. That...
0: I'm not. I'm not. I. I I'm not worried about it. I'm not concerned about it. I'm not right. worried about it. Um, Shall- I think that there's an overwhelming attitude that's brought to this to this project, the people that are involved with it, um, the directive, and I think that uh, most people are really clear on what we're trying to do. Right. I don't think 10 years ago, and I know 20 years ago, this wasn't going to happen, but today I believe that people are going to come with the right mindset to this thing, and this is about unity, and this is about all of us getting together and being stronger. You know, the only way this thing can even happen, the documentary, um, the rally, the protest.
1: Right, the protest, which, real quick, that's a protest that's happening August 31st. It's a Saturday, 9 a.m. What's happening is Danny Trejo's leading like a 1,500, 2,000 classic car lowrider march, cause that's how you do it in LA, you don't do it on foot, you do it in your car, and we're all taking over Alicia Park, and we are going to uh, stand up against gentrification, to remind people that Chicano culture is not going anywhere and built this country, built and makes the world go around, and also that, uh, you know, fuck the wall, fuck putting kids in cages, and all that shit that's going on, right?
0: Yes, and open it up. It's 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 people of color. People right. of color in L.A., man. The people of color in L.A. that built this town are now being pushed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this project would never have gotten to where it's at if people weren't putting down their differences and coming together as a whole. Right. And, and I believe that that's whoever you might be. Listen, and if you're not feeling it, you probably just won't be there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can, if you have that big of a problem with it, then I think those people know just to stay their ass at home, you know, because this is about power and unity. Um, It's not anything to do with neighborhoods. Um, And and I'll say right now, you know, it's uh, the overall, the overall, um, the overall concept with this documentary is that it is telling a story and it is telling a story about a community on the West side that was, probably the first in LA to be hit hard by gentrification.
1: Right, cuz it's by the ocean. That's right. It's
0: nice. We were we were talking about gentrification. Uh this has now become very old for us on the west side. You know, Santa Monica and Venice were getting pushed out 20 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But on the east side and in the valley and in South Central and in some of these areas, they didn't know what we were talking about they were they, like, they, ah, they, they weren't they weren't in you know?
1: locations it's, that were
0: prime real estate exactly and so <clears throat> as we got pushed out 80 85% we got pushed out and removed out of these areas um it started to take effect in other parts of Los Angeles well now today right you're seeing the same thing happen in Boyle Heights in Inglewood mm-hmm. you know so it's yeah. it's it's going down
1: so so having said, you know, and kind of discussed a little bit about the projects, discussed a little bit about all of that stuff, kind of going back to to where we were kind of started out with, which is so we listened to that and we thought, you know what, we the perfect so the the perfect first episode of Welcome to the bizarre, the scary, the inspiring, the motivating the tragic the award-winning life that is steve luciano right when we open up the chest and we take a look at it all Mm -hmm. uh you know the story of how the podcast came to be Mm -hmm. including uh, the fat welshman which is so good that's such a great story and then the piece where you start out as the chubby sissy and then you finally decide live or die win or lose i'm gonna punch my bully in the fucking nose and you actually hit him in the eye. Right. And how that kind of started to turn everything around. Then all the stuff we've got after that, which is like two hours of some of it is just fantastic, but it doesn't all mesh together. We're thinking we're going to throw that into the chop suey mix. Absolutely. OK. And then we're thinking this is what we'll do. And part of like what this show's signature is, is that we're pretty transparent like, and we were pretty unfiltered. So everyone's actually getting to hear kind of how we go about making decisions and what we're going to do. And so we're thinking like, why don't we pick up? Like, why don't we start from after the punch? Hurt? Now that you've got your power, you start, you went to another school and you started to have some competence, right? Those, those years and start telling us a little bit about like, one of the things I wanted to know um, about that, wait, before we get on that, sorry, sometimes I get ahead of myself. Yeah. Fucking calm the fuck down. So we'll go there after the punch and maybe do some time on that. And then, I kind of want to talk about yesterday, make a show out of you and I's whole day yesterday. Yeah. Which was kind of <coughs> fucking incredible. It's not even it's not some great things. I can't Absolutely. wait to tell you. Absolutely. All right, right. So going back to, so so finally you punched the bully and you hit him in the eye and he turns into a bitch and everybody knows it the big turnaround yeah you go to emory i think you said it was emerson emerson Emerson. and then after that you start to get some so then and i gotta think because a large part of your story is drugs right i mean smoking weed and all sorts at
0: that time yeah it was smoking weed and uh
1: and so what happens at this junction now that you're kind of like maybe 8th grade, ninth grade, and you've got some confidence now? Are you still kind of chubby? Like what yeah, goes...
0: yeah, um, yeah. And uh, that 8th, I, I don't know what it is about the 8th grade, but <laughs> I've said this since I was in my early 20s, that there's definitely the derivative, there's a road in 8th grade. There's a road. And every man that I talk to there's a road. agrees, Yeah. there's a fork in the road. At the eighth grade i don't know why if you think about where you were at you'll too come to that same conclusion all right i'm gonna do that i'm okay it's the eighth grade i don't know if it's 13 or why it it is or but at 13 is where thing you either are making decisions to get on the right path or you're going real south and i went real south man i i you know as soon as that happened um you know, I, I was, uh, it was like, um, I think I was, I was already getting into little mischief and stuff as, as a little kid. You <laughs> yes. Know? Selling
1: firecrackers. That's yeah, my favorite. Story. Lighting fire,
0: selling firecrackers, stealing. <laughs> um, but let's say back, we get the punch and you know, this, that was my way of solving my problem at that, at that time in my life, I saw that as an option. And listen, we're not, I'm not going to candy coat it, man. S- in life, sometimes somebody needs to be punched in the face. I certainly needed to be punched in the face at some point in time. Right. I wasn't going to listen another way. And, you know, once in a while, that that that's how it has to happen. And there is, there is an amount of fear, and things are going to get moving and get done behind violence and fear. Right. It's just the way the world works. Hold man.
1: on a second. Like... First and foremost, I kind of just let's just take a test real quick. Let's just take a test. I, I want Mr. and Mrs. Headphones. Mr. and Mrs. Headphones, you're sitting here and you just heard that Steve's theory on life, which I, I sounds solid to me. Sean, what did you think about eighth grade theory? That, uh, that yeah, Muguru? I experienced that, too. Yeah. You did? How yeah.
2: did you experience it? Well, I expelled in eighth grade. Yeah. I wasn't the only one getting and, Fucking uh,
1: criminal Sean Lewis Criminal sound man
2: Yeah Spelled from the district Actually
1: From the entire district? The entire Damn. district yeah. For what?
2: For uh, Weapons Oh butterfly weapons knife on. No that was the year before Straight razor That was the year before <laughs> Would you bring a gun? I brought school? some nunchucks Nunchucks <laughs> Back then nunchucks would do it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was like scared. a that's like a really that's a lethal weapon. And that's, that's so you know, there was some other shit that I've been caught that's up in. That's so
1: silly though, because right. because nobody knows how to and there's not a single only person I've ever seen that actually knows how to use nunchucks is like Bruce Lee. I've never actually seen anyone in real life. I'm pretty good with
2: nunchucks. You are? <laughs> there you go. You know what, ladies Don't and gentlemen,
1: hey, Mr. and Mrs. Headphones, if you're listening right now, <laughs> we are going to fucking set up a test now. Sean said he's pretty good with nunchucks. We're I, gonna set no I haven't touched nunchucks. No, 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 no. Stop with that bullshit. It's like riding uh, no, a bike no. though. Mm-hmm. It's like riding a bike. No. 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 This is what's gonna happen. There's gonna be some show in the future it's gonna be the nunchuck test. <laughs> right? And we're gonna see how good Sean is with nunchucks. I'm gonna fucking go down and find some dude and we're gonna set up targets and shit. Yeah. All right. And if you hit yourself in the head, it's gonna be all on film. If you all smack right. your own self in the face, we're gonna see. I gotta see. Anyway, point is. Not, most people don't know how to use nun checks, and it was silly for schools to be like, oh. Yeah? <laughs> because the person who's going to get hurt when someone's using nun is, is the, the guy the person who's using
2: them. <laughs> right, okay, for sure.
0: But you know what? There was also, I don't know if you guys remember those things, that were called, um, they were called clackers. Clack. And there were two glass balls. Yes. With a string. Do you yes, remember those? Yes, I ones? do
1: remember those. You do? I, I do, absolutely. And you go, bah, 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 bah,
0: and they'd clack, right? Yes. Well, the real and ones some- were made out of like glass. Real ones. Yeah. And I remember when I was a little kid, my cousin, Sergio, (laughs) he had some. And he used to do them and they'd go real fast. (laughs) And they're kind of like a, like you could swing them around like a nunchuck. But those things were considered like super like illegal you couldn't have them really? well, just like nunchucks they that's were like so this. crazy it, it is it was because
1: was... all it was was so the two balls were connected by some kind of string now it sounds weirdly sh- gay or weird but anyway right. it's two balls and string or something and then you would be able to move your hand up and down and they would hit at the top and hit With at the, the bottom. bottom right and guys that were real good right, get them going really fast like, just be like... Right. right. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, and there was, but it at was at just all. like a, it was like it was like a yo-yo.
0: But you, but for some reason, those things you couldn't have those things. Dude, like you those, couldn't bring them to school. But, like you get in trouble hmm, for. Them. I don't know dude, what the whole deal was
1: back then. The parents and the and the authority were so wigged out and freaked out. The hippies or something had yeah. screens so like freaked them out so much that they were like, remember they would like they were like Dungeons and Dragons that kill you. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. They yeah. they were like oh, Dungeons and Dragons that's a cult. There's, that, <laughs> that could kill you. You could get too lost in Dungeons wow. & Dragons. Anyway, going back to the original thing, though, Mr. and Mrs. Headphones, if you're listening, check in. Think about yourself at eighth grade. And ask yourself, and during that time, like, around that time, were you coming up to a fork in the road? You are either going to go down the good path or you were just going to embrace the darkness.
0: We were really, at that age, I I, I was beginning to take chances and i and i i think i have it so it has a little bit to do with becoming 13 and that teenage going from 12 to 13 um but taking some chances that i wasn't willing to take prior to that i was i mean they from breaking and entering to vandalism to like you know i have an arrest record and that arrest record dates back to fucking 82 man damn I was getting in trouble. I got, I got taken down and arrested for a breaking and entering for a vandalism for shoplifting. I didn't even got into high school and I was already getting arrested for stuff like that. So, but, um, I, I want to say that I was always getting into mischief, but you know, after that physical confrontation, things did begin to change, uh, for me. I, quickly started to see that life would work out differently for me for Steven yeah if i handled some things physically and if i brought that physical piece to the game or to the equation
1: and you know what that i mean that that to me makes all the sense in the world i mean you watch every movie i mean die hard Clint Eastwood, Born Identity, all those. Films. Especially in
2: the
0: 80s. Yeah, especially in the Cobra, 80s. Cobra, right? Fucking. No, no, well, that was a little later, but.
1: But, 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 but know. it's funny because even Rocky, right? I mean, what is that?
0: Yeah. You, you. The I mean, guy, was, guy was collecting money and shit. You know nah, what I'm nah, saying? Nah, 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 the,
1: dude, dude, he was good. Co- but the, the main piece is basically entertainment fighting. Absolutely, Mine's violence is like they're like, well, we'll just put some ropes around a ring yeah. and we'll Raging put two bowl. guys, and then it'll be that's not considered criminal because we've all agreed that it's going to be okay for these two guys to fight inside a rope. And I, my
0: dad, uh, my dad was an amateur boxer. My grandfather was a um, was amateur boxer, and so was my uncle. So I had a lot of like,
1: dude, the, in the Chicano world, though, I was. I don't know what, I don't know why it is, but like in the Chicano world, like every Latin friend that I have that's a dude has some kind of like boxing something going on. They like to have like unofficial fights in the backyard. Yeah, they do. I, don't, I don't know, bro. I, I, well, listen, well, as I say
0: that, my grandfather, my uncle, and my dad boxed. But I saw this, but I wasn't, nobody showed me how to box. That's interesting. And I was a sissy. So, I had this plane like in my background as I was getting beat up on and picked on that this probably wasn't happening to my dad. He was saving his brother's ass. He would stick up for his older brother because he could fight. My older brother, John, rest in peace, was one of these dudes that my parents tell me he was beating everybody's ass. And my grandfather, so I came from this family of fighters, of men, of fighters, yeah, that weren't. Except they Sissy.
1: abandoned you with the women, and you didn't know shit about fighting.
0: Right. Yeah. And so, so as you were as your... I, as I as I came upon this, and this punch took place that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Punch.
0: I embraced it. It was like it made sense on many levels for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah,
1: but like you had to do it for yourself, man. Like I Right. Wanna, like, hold on a second. You got
0: to do it all for yourself, bro.
1: No, but I mean, <laughs> y- you bring up an amazing point. Like, if you were. If you were valued as a male in your family, like if, if they were to say, like, this is the heir. So my great-grandfather, grandfather, father, all fighters, uncles, fighters, right? Cousins, fighters, punchers, and kicking ass no matter where they went. Somebody talk shit, I'll fuck a button in their lip, right? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. that shit. And then they look down at Steve, and they're like, this is the heir, right? You would think that what they would do is they would take you in with their fucking fists and show you how to fight, so that you would never have to set foot in any situation without being—if you were valued, if they valued that you that way. Yeah. It, Why did they leave you I, defenseless? I don't
0: know, and I don't know that it was done um, purposely. I don't know that, but um, I mean, of
1: course, but that doesn't—I was
0: too busy scared. I was scared, man. My, my father was a, you know, he was only around until I was nine years old. And then he was gone for a long time until I got to high school. All right, But I was terrified of this dude. I mean, when this dude would walk by me, I would piss in my pants. Holy shit. And I'm not joking. Literally. this So... Because did he, terror, did he ever man. hit you? Yeah, yeah. Just fucking whooped you. I man, he was a he was a um, he, he was a scary dude, man. He was a scary, fucking short tempered, hot Sicilian, take no shit. And listen, he wasn't just like that with me, right? We'd be me and my sister, whatever, we'd be on edge every time we'd go somewhere with my dad. My dad lit lit a couple people up. He'd get up and make a scene. If he didn't like something, my dad was in your fucking face, man. It didn't matter if it was in the middle of a family wedding or you were at thrifties. If you did anything that disrespect my dad would jump up and fucking be ready to tune you up and tell you and he man, it was it was fucking uncomfortable, man. Right. That's and very stressful. When it's you, stressful as fuck.
1: You go into public. It's the one thing to have a crazy motherfucker in the house that beats the shit out of everybody. That's not good. Right. But then when you but when you go into but when you roll into when you roll into like a public arenas and it's complete strangers, like a waiter. Oh, man, like man. a waiter. And then your dad like, is ready to fucking fight at that. That's, that tightens your butthole. Everybody's like, Ugh. "Man, I
0: remember being in grammar school and I got in trouble at grammar school, and it was prior to my mom splitting up. And my dad came in the middle of motherfucking lunch and grabbed my ass by the head.
1: He grabbed you by the hair head. And, oh.
0: and dragged me out to out to the car. To the Why? Because I'd gotten in trouble and I was waiting in the office you and I, they wanted to take me home. And he came in and." Like, oh, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. And then as soon as we walked out of the principal's office, the hallway, he just grabbed me by the head. Just took me back to the car and went home. But just say like, he didn't give a fuck. Dude, <laughs> like my dad, big, didn't give a fuck. listen,
1: my my dad was a rageaholic, too, and he was uh, wanted to fight everybody, too. And we would be in situations, like, I, it's just me and him. I'm, like, six, right? And I'm, like... With him in our fucking blue Nissan pickup, and he would drive in a parking lot, right? He'd be driving in a parking lot, and some guy would be coming and block the way or do something stupid and flip, Mm -hmm. or think my dad did something wrong and flip my dad off. Oh, yeah. Right? He would flip my dad off. And my dad would, he, he, I remember this clearly, he rolled down the window and he started to open the door and he started getting out and he's like, You wanna go, motherfucker? (laughs) You wanna go, right? And the guy freaked out. Like, the guy in the parking lot just drove off, right? And he went down a one-way street. My dad drove up the wrong way of a one-way street, blocked him, got mm. out of the car again, and started punching his window and said, come on, open the door, motherfucker. Let's play. And really? I'm terrified. Like, I'm six years old. I'm, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, what is going on right now? So I, I definitely, or, you know what? Dude, this is a true story. We used to live on an island, Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you live on an island in Washington, like in the Puget Sound, like there's all these waterways. People go there and they're like, oh, this is beautiful. Nah, it's a fucking pain in the ass. It's a pain in your (laughs) fucking balls. Because you got to take a ferry to get to your home. And ferries don't just, it's not Uber. You can't call on your phone the ferry and be like, hey, pick me up at the shore. No, you got to show up at a certain time to get on the ferry. Otherwise, if you don't make it, you're staying at Motel 6 or whatever the fuck. Right, 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 right. And my dad also was fat on top of all that shit, right? right? right, So he always wants to eat before we get on the ferry.
0: I thought you were going to say he always wants to eat before he kicks somebody's ass. Oh, that's true. He'll 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 fucking have to. Eating comes first.
1: Are you kidding me, dude? He would have like a breakfast burrito and punch it. Choke a dude. (laughs) Anyway, so my dad, we would be going to like seven, like so my dad would go to, mcdonald's we got we gotta we got time we gotta meet the ferry in like 15 minutes it's fast food my dad figures fuck it so then we go listen to this we go in and we we go through the mcdonald's we order i'm fat he's fat we go through the mcdonald's and the guy goes can you pull ahead please because sometimes at mcdonald's they don't have the food ready and they're like mm-hmm. just pull right over there, right right, right. right. Well, my dad he whenever he got mad he would bite his tongue like a weird, like kind of like slow adult look. Like, let me see. Get, let me go. I guess you go. Oh, okay. And he would bite <laughs> him. And that that was like scared to shit because it looked a little retarded. And you know how sometimes mm-hmm. people who are retarded are like super strong and yeah, they
0: don't yeah, care? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, so it was yeah. a little bit of that. Det- detached from reality right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this he's about to go loose right now who knows what's gonna happen Dude, because because the food isn't ready right, right. and like, hey, i mean do you i don't Blood know Blood stops you're... rushing to his brain at that moment right he bits his tongue and goes, no i'm not gonna fucking pull forward and that <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine working at the mcdonald's and somebody telling you that shit because their food ain't ready <laughs> and, and just like you said the fucking guy at the window did like a double take he was like what and my dad's like I'm not moving fucking forward this is called fucking fast food you better have that shit right here I'm not moving I'm gonna hold up this whole fucking and line. and
0: dude turned around and got his food right
1: now no. no. that then, then they went and got the sunshine manager right oh, mr sunshine okay. smiles yeah gonna yeah, yeah, it all yeah, over yeah with yeah, my yeah. dad yeah right he's gonna there's an angry fat man biting his tongue waiting for his food Did your dad sending this mr sunshine to fuck himself <laughs> my dad got out of his car
0: uh-huh. oh shit that's <laughs> escalating
1: instead of de-
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> mr sunshine was like sir if, if you don't mind we'd like that my dad said, God damn it! And he's, Flung open the thing Door smacked the side of the wall Right Gets out of his car The manager like Backs away from the window My dad goes in And you know how they have that Like side door That's right My dad goes inside And he's yelling And knocking shit over And he's like Just wow. as fast food blah, blah 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 And dude you've never seen McDonald's workers work So fast in their fucking uh, life yeah. They were like whoa, 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 they were like slapping <laughs> yeah. and dealing all such stuff, and we got the food and we got out of there. But for like a little kid, yeah, it's dude, fucked up. You're yeah, just man. like, Whoa,
2: holy shit, yeah. dude. Yep. yep. What are you sitting? Is is just filled with adrenaline and and uh, for you, like sitting in that in that passenger seat, like looking at your dad, just like sweating or like how did you feel?
1: I would feel like. I mean, definitely I would be filled with adrenaline, and I'd be filled with super, like, fear, because Mm -hmm. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Like, I don't know if my dad's going to get
2: hurt.
0: Right. I knew you were going to say that, too.
1: Like, I don't know if he's going to get hurt. I don't know if he's going to hurt someone else and have to go away. Right. And, and also, there's a part of it where it's like, you weren't expecting this. Like, we were just on the way to the ferry to pick up a fucking Big Mac. And now, all of a sudden, it's World War Three. Right. right.
0: Yeah, a yeah. lot's at stake. It's interesting because I, and listen, I'm I'm in my 50s, dude. I'm, I'm going to say something. I'm going to be real clear about it. Okay. I hated my father my entire life. Okay. Still don't care for the man. Ever The earliest memory of my father, I remember I didn't want to be around this dude don't like <sighs> this guy. <clears throat> but even with that, when the shit's like, think, I had episodes exactly like you just described hundreds of times. Right. And my, I think my heart, who I am first, my first thing is I don't want to see my dad get hurt. That's of the first thing. It's your parent. You don't want to get hurt. And then you start to think, are they going to hurt somebody else? Right. You know, and all these things. But you're right, dude. I mean, I was just going to get um, some nails at the hardware store with my dad. And now it's World War Three. Right. You know, we right. just went to go pick up some detergent from the market. And now it's like all this is at stake. Yeah. And it was, a con- it was constantly, bro. I, I, mm. I, it's like you couldn't relax. No. And mm. even in the house, even in the house... If anybody else were to come over, the nervous that yeah. you, you know yes. you almost want to control them what they say and do Fuck so that he yes. doesn't fucking flip out.
1: Absolutely.
0: Fuck having any friends over. That wasn't, that wasn't I not I had no friends over okay, ever. Right. There you go. And then the, the the other piece of it is, is this dude gonna flip on me? Right. Right. At any point in time. Which has happened. Oh yeah, man. I, I mean, just shit like getting my head knocked off for putting the punch back with a little bit of punch in it, right? But I was mm. fucking seven years old. Seven-year-old kids do that shit. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, <laughs> it pissed me off adult man puts the thing back in. You throw it out, right? Right. We know this. Right. But a seven-year-old kid, it's
1: your son. Right.
0: You know, whatever. It's um, purple.
1: No, no, not whatever. You know what? Fuck that. Not whatever. You know what? I got my fucking head knocked off. And I'm serious, my, dude, my dad, oh, dude, I'll never forget, I was four years old, dude, and maybe five, and my dad is, and there's no woman in the house, just, so guess who does all the shit? I do. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, and he's heavy, so I gotta pick up everything and do all this, and he doesn't want to get up out of his chair, so he opens up the junk drawer, right, and it comes all the way out and spills on the floor, everything in the junk drawer. And you just look at the floor and you're like, oh my God, it looks like a night, right? And he's like, whoops. He just says whoops. And he goes, hey, Choochie. He used to call me Mm Choochie. Hey, Choochie, go pick pick that up, right? And I was like five, dude. And I don't know what made me do it, but I just looked at him and I said, no. And he said, what? (laughs) And then he got that look, like you said, did your dad ever get that look? Oh, where yeah. In their eye, you can see they don't recognize you anymore. Yeah, it's bro. Like yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yep. And he flips. They're looking like, at you like another dude or something. Like he he exactly. Is right,
1: yeah. And I said, no, he said, what? And I go, you did it. You pick it up. <laughs> and he cleaned my fucking clock.
0: Uh, yeah, he straight. He cleaned my. Yeah, he'd lick God. his hand. Yeah and yeah, yeah, wham.
1: I mean, my dad would fucking punch me in the head and a, a fist le- with a fist. For sure. I had my nose bleed many times, and he would tell me my nose bled too easy. Like it was my fault, and I'm talking I'm not even 16. I'm like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. In fact, my own, his own sister had to have a talk with him that you could cause a kid brain damage.
0: Yeah, yeah. She yeah, actually, yeah, that's yeah. what
1: she's from what she saw, because she saw him just slap me in the head once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my dad used to do the thing where he'd, he'd knock, like knocking on the door on the top of my head <sighs> and tell me, is anybody, anybody home? You know, but listen, here's how I got to say, man, my dad, you know, had some type of, uh, either, either he was beaten when he was a child or, you know, some shit yeah. but check this out i don't remember this i mean my mom tells me this story rest in peace i was i think i was two or three years old it was my birthday and two uh, or three bro two or three but smart enough that i was able to to get a chair or something over to reach up to the top of the refrigerator which was my cake. It was my birthday. <laughs> and I put my hand in my cake. And it was an expensive cake that my parents got me. Yeah. And my dad. Innovative. Comes into the kitchen. Sees what I've done. And slaps me across the face. Ah. Oh. I have a handprint on my face. And it's the day of my birthday. Oh. So my mom tells my dad, I'm leaving you. I'm divorcing you. You know, she made some threats that she wasn't right, going to carry out. Right, of course. You know, they put makeup all. My mom's like, I had oh, to take makeup on your face so people couldn't see that you had a handprint.
1: And instead it, of rewarding innovation, instead of rewarding <laughs> ambition, instead of being like, here's yeah, a fucking like, little guy who fucking. Yeah, man, it's like, it's a kid, man. He wants his, he wanted the cakes or whatever. But um,
0: listen, man, you know, too, I kind of feel like. Now, now, now I'm over here telling all these fucked up stories. Like whatever, man. He, he did his thing. It wasn't cool, whatever. But I was constantly. I'm trying to lay the ground, the foundation for that. It was always fucking fear in that house. I was in terror and scared of that
1: guy. All right. So, I'm. I'm, I and by the way, I'm one of the ones that I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I am not. Listen. I've been to a lot of fucking leadership programs and fucking therapies and all this other stuff and it's all valid and stuff. And I'm all for taking ownership of your life. Like at some point you got to be like, look, it's me now. And either I'm going to fucking crawl up out of this thing and make something of myself, or I'm going to allow all that past trauma to fucking be my master. Well, but I'm, I'm also not about I'm also about being real and being like, no, that was fucked up.
0: Absolutely. But One thing I want to get clear, I think the whole reason we're talking about this right here is I want to be clear on the fact that there was a point prior to the nine years old, right uh, up until that point early on in the, in kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade, these grades, I was so scared at home. Yeah. Catching a beating or the way it felt or pissing in my pants. I was such a sissy at home that when I got to school. I didn't want problems at school. Right. right. That was your relaxation. Right, time. man. I was so as the bullying started uh, and as the shit started, I was scared. If some kid wanted to fight or slug me, I'd run. I didn't want any more of that. That's that was that's home. That's at home I'm doing that shit. Right. Yeah. At school, I just wanna I don't wanna see fight. I don't want to be in a fight. I that don't makes, want uh, violence. I don't want any of that. That makes total so sense. So when it would approach me. I'd run away from it. I was, I didn't want that because I know how that felt. I didn't want that. And so that kind of like, that's how I became a sissy. I was trying to escape from that. I didn't want physical pain. You had enough of that I didn't want confrontation already, with that shit. Right. Right. So, but the fucked up thing is that now you're, you're catching it at home. You're catching it at school. Right. And that's where I got to a place where I was looking for relief. So I was looking for an escape from all
2: of it. When you uh, started going to high school, you had to live with your dad. Years later, yeah, I yeah. Mean, right. Was he? Go ahead. What I was gonna say was: there still was he still like punching you and doing no, all that shit. No, no, then? no, no, no. He that
0: uh, he'd raise his voice. He was hot tempered. He was mad. He'd 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 want to confront he'd want to confront me on some shit. You know, yeah. he wasn't like punking down. Cause I was in high school now. Right. But he wasn't putting his hands on me, but he would definitely like raise his voice and different shit. and What the fuck? And yeah,
1: did and his, did at that time when he raised his voice, did it still trigger your internal reaction?
0: Yeah, it did. He'll always have that. I mean, he, he would always have that. Yeah. Um, because he's, he's like my dad. Yeah. He just has that, that, that button. Right. Yeah. And, um, but in my heart, um, I was like, this motherfucker plays one too many cards wrong. I'll just smoke his fucking ass. <laughs> you know, I'll fucking stab him in his fucking neck and leave him right here fucking dead in his apartment. Do you know I how, would think things
1: like that. Do you know how many times I planned my dad's murder? <laughs> That's crazy. Do you know how many times? you know how many times I thought about, like, you know, him having a heart attack or me in the middle of the night coming with a fucking whatever and, and taking care of him or whatever I had to do? And I mean, I've thought about that a million times.
0: Yeah. 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 Fucking. It was crazy, bro. I, and so, I knew I could. I knew I could. That I could hurt. Like, he wasn't a physical threat to me, but his voice or his temper. He'd get mad. You know, it still hit that button. Yeah. But I'd go out. And I can't tell you how many beatings I handed out on behalf of my dad. You know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, frustrations, right. you know.
1: So, so, so then when we're going back to the to the eighth grade test, the fork in the road. Yeah. Oh, he has gotta go. To the All right, let's 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 take the face a. Face he makes. One, two, I know he hates it. Look at his face. Look at that. Sean doesn't like it.
0: He's like that's work. Yeah, that's
1: exactly <laughs> that's what that. it's. <laughs> Sean's going to have to edit that. Yep. <laughs> All right, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. let fucking just do our thing. Don't forget you have one. Yeah.
0: Sorry, buddy.
1: I don't know. I'm thinking we should even leave these kinds of things in, Steve. Yeah,
2: might as well. Yeah, you guys keep on talking. <laughs> hey, but well, i am bringing a Gatorade bottle next time. Yeah.
1: Um, I think we're about, I think, what do you think of what we talked about so far?
2: It's good, but we didn't do an intro. W- an intro to what we you know how we usually do the, yeah, the but can't we just do it? We could do it later, yeah,
1: yeah, we'll just do it afterwards, yeah, I don't I didn't want to,, I thought we just started rolling, yeah, it's cool, cut off the first part and get back to i th- we're out we're up to eighth grade, I think this eighth grade fork on the road thing is a great fucking, <sighs> I almost think we can kinda almost just tie it up here, do an intro, and then talk about yesterday, yeah. That was, how long was that?
2: That was 47 minutes. Oh. 48 minutes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, I don't, I don't know why we decided everything has to be an hour.
2: Well, you most of them are like an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, but you know what, man? I was listening to some of them, and I'm like, some of these don't have to be an hour and a half. I mean, I'm not trying to edit it a bunch of shit. I'm just saying like 40 minutes of Steve and I's discussion about angry fathers. Yeah it's interesting
2: it's interesting
1: interesting hearing about my dad blow up at the mcdonald mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> i just it's so weird that like that is happening to you and in one sense i feel like he, he's supposed to be your protector and like you're but you can't count on him no you cannot and it's that raises such an alarm and like such uh Like an unpredictability, like there's no stability. There was
1: none in my household. You can't
2: feel any stability. That's so crazy. There
1: was no stability. It's almost
2: like panic all the time.
1: There was no stability in my household ever, even in the calm
2: times. No stability. I'm telling
1: you, I went to 11 different schools. I went to 11 different schools.
2: My dad in the middle. 11 different schools.
1: Easily. 11 different schools. And three Uh, states. Wow, three states, and there was no stability when I was growing up, bro. None, zero. Like when I say no stability, I mean like my dad almost went away for whatever. I had to live with Matt and my cousin Matt. I remember. Kingsan- yeah, uh, I mean, I had to. Ba- I bounced around. There was no mom. So I'm just saying, like, you you know what? Sometimes Sean, because I think Sean considers himself an Do you consider yourself an introvert? Oh, for sure 100% And do you have difficulty networking or talking to people?
2: <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> what,
1: Like what happens
2: to you, dude? What do you mean? Like <laughs> physically?
1: I just mean like when you are starting to talk to a stranger Or somebody with some importance like uh, What happens to you? Yesterday I was telling Sean he's a hard motherfucker to talk to. Yeah, really? Yeah, I don't mean like he's impossible to approach, but once you start trying to get into him a little
2: bit, it starts getting kind of clouded. Like, what goes on with you, dude? Um, like small talk's super hard. Why? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't like it. But why? Mm -hmm. I fucking dude. I feel like it's inauthentic, and mm -hmm. I feel it's like. uh, So why don't you be constantly? Why don't you be authentic? Like, someone comes to you. What's small talk to you? Give me an example. You know, when people, you get in the elevator with somebody and they're like, hey, what's up, man? Uh, How's it going? Oh, you know, busy. I hate that shit. But why don't you just, like,
1: okay, so, but why don't you just tell them the truth or be authentic? Be like, you know what?
2: I don't want to talk to you?
1: Yeah. Isn't that what's really going on with you is you don't want to talk to that guy?
2: No, it's not that I don't want to talk to people because it's just, I don't know, man. I You know, if I knew what it was, I'd probably... You do know what
1: it was. Sean hides behind I don't know. I'm going to fucking, I used to be, I was like, you know what? I need to be like polite to Sean and be cool with him. Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm like, fuck that. We're on a show where we talk about shit. Yeah. Sean hides behind I don't know. Sean's got two things that he's always working on. Mm. I don't know and I can't remember. Right? Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and,
0: and, and sure. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what comes up for you when I say that? um i mean Ch- steve and i just poured out about how our dads kicked our fucking ass i'm asking you about why you say i don't know and i can't remember a lot
2: um oh, look at him i wish i could tell you see that no, <laughs> he's you coming don't. up with a th- th- just something other Do than i don't that? know he
1: goes into like a fog <laughs> i don't i don't know you wrote some shit down the <laughs> he's other saying day. it right now i know i don't know i don't remember i don't know you dude he honestly if you commit a crime Mm -hmm. sean's the guy you want there you go i don't know i don't remember i don't know i wasn't there i don't remember he's the best crimey you wrote some shit down about this thing that goes on with you in terms of talk so what did you write
2: um like feelings of uh you know inferiority or whatever and being inferior being a burden that's a big one for me Mm -hmm. um feeling like um You know, when I was a kid, I didn't have a whole lot of like, you know, my mom worked, you know, an hour away. So um, I was left alone a lot, you know, so Mm -hmm. I have, um, I don't know, I I didn't have a whole lot of people bringing out, I don't know, a lot of chance for me to interact with friends and and that sort of thing. So, you know, I spent a lot of time in my head, Mm -hmm. a lot of time in my room. A lot of time, um, just by myself. So Not a lot of socializing. Right.
1: Which is weird, though, Steve, because on the likability scale, right, Mm -hmm. one being like a shithead and ten being likable, where do you put Sean on the likability, like somebody that just meets Sean? Oh, oh well,
0: I don't know if I'm the right guy to ask that. I think Sean's ten plus unlikable.
1: I think so too. I don't think yeah. there's a single person that comes across Sean's like that guy's an asshole. I, <laughs> what? What? No, that? there
0: might be people that maybe take his reaction, his attitude, like he's being an asshole or a snob, or probably uh, there probably are people that are like, well, it's weird you that? say what's that because that dude's uh, hair up his ass. So who do you think he is?
2: I feel like there's a lot of people <laughs> that that don't. Talk to me and maybe I think that they are judging me in a way that they view me as being not likable. But so then I guess you, res- like, but you
0: respond to that unconsciously. You know that, right? What do you mean? If Explain I'm that. in my head thinking that you think I'm an asshole. Yeah. Then I'm going to respond to somebody who thinks I'm an asshole. By not talking to them? I, I just I'm not because I'm thinking I know what you're thinking of me. So, I have to re. Uh, I don't think that you think I'm an asshole. So, hey, what's up, bro? I think right. you think I'm an asshole. So, I'm just like, well,
2: fuck this dude. You get what I, I'm saying? That's probably what I do then. That's what I'm
0: saying. Yeah. So, it builds it even more. Right. Self fulfilling prophecy. Self fulfilling prophecy. I'm telling you, man, we do dude, this shit I've subconsciously. I told them
1: that a million times and you just told them on the natural. You I can t-
0: tell you something too, though um depending on where you're at and i'm somebody that i feel like well i'll certainly say on my behalf i sean's gained my trust like i trust sean i'll talk about stuff with sean that i won't just talk about with normal people right and you know we would drive down to orange county together to do the show and I found it really therapeutic. Me too. We would not only we we pretty much we'd talk for about five minutes about the show, (laughs) and then the rest of it would be talking about how we come at the world, how we deal with ourselves, our kids, our our family, what we think of ourselves, the habits we're trying to break, everything. So
2: that's
1: why we gotta record. Like we gotta set up. We gotta figure out how to record all this extra shit.
2: And to me, those are. I wish I could hear those conversations. Those conversations aren't like. you know, like shallow conversations. Okay. Those are, those yeah. are things yeah. that I, I like, you know, I put myself into and, and, uh, and I really tell the truth. And mm-hmm. those are sort, sort of really authentic conversations from, um, on, on my behalf at least. And I know they feel like they're authentic from you. Absolutely. I can your head, but yeah, but um, see, but it
1: takes, Listen, it, it takes an element of torture.
2: It takes an element of coercion. No, it doesn't. Not for me yes, because it those does. are the conversations worth having.
1: No, 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 don't
2: no. <sighs> you know, Let me, let me finish takes an element
1: of coercion and, and duress in order for you to come out of your shell meaning you got to be locked in a metal box with wheels on a 405 <laughs> for traveling two 70 hours, miles an hour probably. right right which do you right i mean you, i got to
2: know steve too it's just like, like, have that right. conversation with anybody yeah
1: but this is why I say it's, he's not hard to talk to really in the sense like once you get to know him and once you, all that stuff. But what I'm saying is, is like, yes, when we tried to do the interview with Sean and like bring out some stuff first 10 minutes, it felt like, OK, we're getting somewhere. And he was like, yeah. And I cut off my finger and I broke my arm and I fell down the stairs and I chipped my tooth. Like mm-hmm. everything happened to him. And then all of a sudden it, it started to like kind of just feel like I was pulling teeth. And then all of a sudden, the I don't know. And I'm not sure. Even now. You're starting to warm up a little bit but when I first started this it you you the if you're like a ridge like the hair on your back starts think to think about stand up.
0: him though think about his profession and what he chose to go into What do you mean The the whole sound thing What about like, you would think he's a guy- not no he's not trying to be the voice board it's not about his voice it's about him behind the sounds of it he wants to he wants to watch what's happened as he produces this stuff That's he's true. not trying to be the guy that all in front doing the talking he wants to step back and control sound and then and see and, and and you know what i'm saying like
1: right yeah
0: that, that and so to me it makes sense that sean's who he is he's like a behind the scenes guy and is comfortable behind the scenes is that
1: true yeah that's look at his face he looks like he likes face. to observe he does he look like at that. it he hates when he well, used like to call
2: like- me uh, Birdman or whatever Birdman Birdwatcher or whatever Birdwatcher What did I used to call you? In uh, Ellis You used to say you like the birdwatcher <laughs> <laughs> Like the observer
1: <laughs> I used to call him birdwatcher z- Because listen Not only is he like that in person Right? Like you know When you uh, kind of see him He's like behind the scenes Do whatever But we lived in this apartment On Ellis Street Which there's a million We almost got killed by cops On Ellis Street oh I'll my tell you God. that story later But Still Cause we were wearing ski masks and running around in a van. Anyway, uh, Sean. So we lived, and Sean. I don't. I don't know where you got the binoculars, but I would like just come in, and Sean. They're mats. Okay, they're mats. King Salmon's binoculars. Sean would be sitting like in the couch, and he'd be looking out the window with binoculars at people walking by. That's how much he likes to be an observer. Yeah.
0: That's why I started calling him. That's
1: why I started calling him the bird watcher, because I'm like, dude, this motherfucker. That and did you know that Sean? So he's like that. I'm right? envisioning some lady like across. It the wasn't way, even like, that. undressing. It wasn't <laughs> even that. It, no. He would more. He would almost more want to see like a fat, the
0: 300-pound Gr- man walk his fat dog. Greek
1: guy scratching yeah. his kneecap, yeah. you know, down yeah. with some weird <laughs> board shorts, right. and be like, "What the fuck's wrong with that guy?" <laughs> 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 then he would like. Stare- <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Johnny, you're part Greek. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: everyone! It's a his, handsome
0: motherfucker over there, yeah, by the way. Is. We got Johnny Zapeta in the Johnny's
1: house. Johnny Zapeta, Johnny Z, Johnny love Zamboni. It. I love it. He runs the Instagram. He's the official photographer for the Hard Luck he's Show. Our, he's
0: our, he's our, he's our, he's our media social media. He's like. our Guy's hero. A Genius. Yeah.
1: Johnny Zamboni, f- photographer,
0: still photographer.
1: oh uh, yeah. yeah. He, he was. So anyway, yeah. So he. So that would be Sean. Now now that we're talking about this, do you, I'm going to ask you a question, mm-hmm. okay? This is a little test for you, my friend. Oh, this is a first. <laughs> Sean, we were talking, I was talking yesterday to Sean. Now, knowing everything you know about Sean, Sean applied for a job, okay? Mm-hmm. He sent in an application seven years ago for a certain job, and I'm going to give you one maybe, maybe more than
2: seven, but... Listen this okay. guy. And that really knows how to slow down. He
1: knows how to slow down a bit. Okay. Now, Sean applied for a job. Now, knowing everything we just talked about, and and it's completely out of his league. Like, he, he was, it was the craziest. It's like, what in the world made you think? Hmm.
0: That you could.
1: Yeah, and he went ahead and applied. And this is a guy that doesn't apply to a lot. Like, Sean's the kind of guy that doesn't put it out there unless he... Like, he doesn't just rush into these things. Okay. You've seen him. He's right. very cautious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in his yeah,
0: head. Yeah, yeah. It's better to be perfect before yes, he puts absolutely. it out there. If it's not
1: perfect, he ain't doing it. Right. Okay. But setting, he set all that aside. Uh-huh. He fucking pushed that whole weird mental thing he does aside uh-huh. to apply for this job. Okay? Out of his league. The guy's right, a fucking right, maniac. Okay,
0: I'm trying to think.
1: What do you think he applied for?
0: News anchorman.
1: He applied to be in the CIA. What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the CIA.
1: He applied Wow, dude. He applied to be on the in the CIA and I dude, look at this. <laughs> that picture. actually
0: makes sense. Why? Because of like the technical aspect right. about it, dude. Right. Right. I'm going to set this up and record and we're going to put sound and mics and fucking binoculars and he can do all his spy shit through CIA. He, he likes that. Bro. He is. Gadgets. <laughs>
1: Gadgets. <laughs> so, Sean, when you applied to the, the, the Central <laughs> Intelligence Agency, which is like, I mean, that's intelligence <laughs> for the America, probably the most premier in the world.
2: Yeah. All right, what were you thinking? Uh, as far as the, what job I would do or what? Sound engineer. <laughs> and it wasn't a specific job. It was just like a web form. You know, I just.
1: First of all, where, what was your state of mind? Like, where were you at that time?
2: I think I was working at Napster. And um what
1: was at stake? Like, why were you so feeling like you needed a new job?
2: I was just really bored. You were just, bored? You yeah. I was bored, like, You want some excitement? Yeah. At Napster. I was bored at Napster, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like the tail end in Napster. It was like uh, I was getting. Why know, was the, it boring? It's the same. You know, it's just the same job over and over again. Which was
1: it, what? What did you do there?
2: Um, I basically listened to music a lot, and then this motherfucker,
1: <laughs> I was bored. I was getting paid to listen to music. Do you know how many people would kill to yeah. have a job where they getting yeah, paid? Yeah, I to know. Listen? Yeah, I know. But he doesn't care. Look at him. He doesn't give a shit.
2: Hey, <laughs> you do the same thing over and over again for like five years, <laughs> every day. Brother, I, I hear you 100%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Except masturbation. That part never gets old.
2: Never. Yeah.
1: Well, is like, do you got over masturbation, Sean?
2: No. Okay. okay. All right. It
1: right. started to sound like you did there for a second. All right. Yeah. So you were bored at Napster listening to music, and you thought, fuck it. I'll join the CIA?
0: Yeah. The guy wanted <laughs> some excitement, man. Yeah.
1: I don't you, know. <laughs> listen, the guy who got tired of listening to music... For over for five years to go kill
2: babies in India.
1: Yeah, no, he didn't realize is that he's gonna join the CIA and listen to the same conversation for about five years. Over. At least it would be a
2: different conversation every time.
1: Nah, dude. Do you know how many how many boring jobs you think are at the CIA? Oh,
2: come on. There's a ton.
1: Right. And but, what did you think? You were going to be like, what were you, the Bond? You were going to get to wear a tuxedo and I mean, you go know, I, to could a have, or I could have climbed the
2: ranks. Did you, you did that what you I really thought? Th- maybe, the I introvert, don't know.
1: The introvert thought that he was like, see, every introvert has a dream. you going to yeah. be like high do level Do you think spy. introverts
2: want to be introverts?
1: I do. You do? I, I think introverts take like weird pride in being introverts. Smug, like that book. Like, there's that book, like, The Value of Introverts, or whatever that was, where it's like, every genius was an introvert.
2: I think some people don't want to be pushed into being an extrovert, but I I would assume that some other people think, oh, this is a curse. So you
1: thought the CIA training might actually teach you how to socialize and drink and be a gentleman spy?
2: I mean, that would have been nice.
1: Look at him, dude. He's dreaming right now. Yeah.
2: I'm thinking about that. So do you, they, should, uh, they should develop a C, uh, CIA program or C, CIA-like program for uh, for introverts.
1: And so you wanted out of the introvert box. You wanted to live a life of of a drama. You wanted to kill in India like Spy Steve said. And yeah, double agent. Have a different name, different identity. Sure. Yes? Yeah. Now All you that. knew you oh couldn't yeah,
0: do bro. that with that record of yours.
2: Yeah, dude. Butterfly no, Knives.
0: True. Butterfly knives, exfoli- ex- you know, being I, expelled
2: out of school. You know I wanted to be a cop, too, for a while. Oh, no. Yeah. Did you? A, yeah.
0: now, now you just created some work for yourself. But That's I, getting edited. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, fuck.
0: I can't have a partner that wanted to be a cop on this show.
2: But I was scared that my, like, drug history. uh uh-huh. <laughs> like, Good. Because I know that they put you through, a, like, a lie detector. <laughs> Uh, I had no I like, idea whatever.
1: that you had all these weird dreams yeah. to join um, departments of authority, but yeah. then worried about that you'd be put under a lie detector.
0: Let me tell you something. John's I've weird. never, He's... ever, ever, ever dreamed of working for any arm of law enforcement. Ever? No,
1: no I don't believe that. First, come on, guy like you. Oh
0: fuck! <laughs> <Look at laughs> <that> shit, bro, <laughs> if I want to help people. I joined the Peace Corps. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Sean, I'm going to erase that from my memory bank. Your desire to be a cop. Yeah. Continue to build a friendship.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so that's a That's a news flash for everybody that's listening. Does your wife know you tried to join the CIA?
2: No. I mean. (laughs) What? It was just like, you know, something I did within 20 minutes of my life. It wasn't like something I carried around. So,
1: yeah. But if they would have called you up, you would have been there. Oh, for sure. If they would have called you up, you would have been there. You would have been a gentleman spy. Did you, did, you, did you think, I mean, did you think, dude, what would have been, I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have had like $10 billion and known that and I could have played an awesome trick. I could have like hired some actors to pretend like they're in the CIA and then respond to your application and be like, you're exactly what we've been looking for. We've been looking for an introvert sound man who likes to stare at people with binoculars. That's such a nuanced identity. We could never come up. But we need you to do this. Uh, there's some Iranians over here in Detroit. You need to post that. I mean, like, just get Sean to get involved in some kind of weird intrigue, you know, like a whole thing. And yeah. Blank pistols and all this other kind of stuff freaked the shit out of Sean. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think we killed that topic.
2: Yeah,
0: (laughs) I'd say so. I think we're going to take a break and we'll come back a little more for the Hard Luck Show. Hard Luck Show. Hard Luck Show. Hard Luck Show.